Hello and welcome to the Meditation Conversation, the podcast to support your spiritual revolution. I'm your host, Kara Goodwin, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Roy Collin. Roy is a podcasting coach with five podcasts, including the Awakening Podcast and the Meditation Podcast. He's produced and edited over a thousand episodes, including top guests like Mikey Willis, David Icke, Thomas Renz, Sherry Tenpenny, and more. He's founded over 15 companies that were in five different countries. I learned so much from this episode with Roy, and I really enjoyed being a guest on his Awakening podcast. Roy's story is really fascinating, and it's been through major financial and legal issues that he's come into his awakening process. He's working to help others understand the level of corruption that's happening to the masses and getting the answers people need to reclaim their sovereignty. So in this episode, we go into the high levels of corruption. He shares about crypto, which is a topic I get really confused about generally. And he talks about the role that meditation has played in helping him to not get swept up in the anger and resentment that was a natural byproduct of his challenging years in and out of court. We also take the conversation to a really important place, which is how to keep growing your light while engaging in the uncovering of all the corruption and lies that underpin the human experience on this planet. Roy is creating so much content to help others to wake up, so be sure you check out his podcast. Stressed out? Can't sleep? True Vegas got you covered. Say goodbye to restless nights and hello to inner peace with this simple but powerful handheld vagus nerve stimulation therapy. It only takes two minutes, morning and night, to reclaim your peace of mind. This amazing device stimulates the vagus nerve to improve overall health and wellness. Your vagus nerve plays a crucial role in regulating various bodily functions, including heart rate, digestion, stress, inflammation, and mood. True Vega delivers gentle energy impulses to the vagus nerve, leading to a wide range of wellness benefits, including reducing stress, increasing focus, and improving mood and sleep. This technology is the most clinically studied and tested vagus nerve therapy available. It's a drug-free and easy way to improve your wellness. Use code MCPOD for $15 off your order. That's M-C-P-O-D for $15 off. Check out TrueVega.com, T-R-U-V-A-G-A.com. Thank you so much and enjoy this episode. So Roy, welcome. I'm so excited to be with you today. Thank you very much, Carrie, for having me on the show. Good forward to this. So let's start by talking about your path and what led to meditation being such a big part of your journey. So I moved to Poland about 16 years ago and I set up a lot of different businesses and I started, I was doing kind of real estate and I had lots of syndicates. So I was kind of like 25% shareholder, 30% shareholder, but I was the CEO of all these companies and the investors that I got were like the big boys. Some of them are worth 20 million euro, 10 million euro. I was just after making say the first million from properties in Ireland and I was kind of looking Okay, if I get all these different projects, I was building apartments and everything, you know, I'd get to maybe five million. 
and then the kind of crash happened. And I was actually okay. I was doing well with my own business. I was like managing properties, renovating them. So that was doing well. Then sales as well, like I was doing the real estate side. So when things stopped, it was like the investors that I had, they started losing everything. And I thought it would come right. They'll get it sorted because they fell first. And I started reinvesting into, say, like a commercial. So I put like another 150000 into it saying, yeah, I'll just increase my shareholding. This will come right. And, and you're talking about like 2008. It was the, a bit later by the time it moved across the pond. But yeah. I see. Yeah. But of time. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so I started investing more and eventually I realized they, they weren't actually going to get right. And then I ra was running out of money and one fell and they all fell. And oh, wow. yeah. And basically, usually with a limited liability company, it's kind of like, eh, lost it. Let's brush ourselves off and go again. In Poland, you're personally liable when you're the president. And nobody told me. The solicitors didn't tell me that. And the accountants didn't tell me that. So I was there. Instead of making five million, I was personally liable for five million. <gasps> oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's wow. exactly what I said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. And so it was a hard time for me, to be honest, because like you're dealing with the bailiffs and everything. And no, even prior to things going wrong, I would talk to the bank and i say, listen, I can split this side up. I'll do this. I'll do that. And they say, grand. And next they'll turn the bailiffs on me. Like they, their word was nothing. Like it was like everything they when, were. When you say bailiffs. Like sheriff kind of thing, I think. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 So oh, then, yeah. So then like I was watching like how everything was faring out. So for example, a commercial property, I'll talk in US dollars just to, even though it was Polish lotties. But a property that was like one and a quarter million, they said, this is a value that's half a million. So the bailiffs were in cahoots with the valuer, which is impossible for a property to drop like that. And mm -hmm. then what they do is they do a flash sale. So they put it up on the screen. So the first day auction is at 75%. The second is at 50%. They put it up on the screen, take a screenshot and take it down. Nobody knows the auction is there. Nobody turns up. Then they have their own cronies to buy it the next time. So they're buying a property that was worth 1.25 million for 250,000. The government, essentially. Well. Or the, how they're all in bed yeah, together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The city, the, the banks, them representing each other. So that was one that had gone on. But what happened with that one? Because I had a bit of luck, I suppose. I, a guy that I knew bought it. And basically just took everything off so that I wasn't personally liable. So he got it at a very good price, better than what they were going to take themselves. But it's, it just cleared the decks of one big company. And the same guy, it, it just shows how sometimes you just do things right. I remember there was another with four houses. So basically the project that I was doing, one of the sites was to actually pay for the four sites. Two of the houses would have built the whole lot. And the other one was the profit. So it was like 25 to 30% profit, which is decent in kind of real estate. And when the market tanked, they weren't lending out. So basically the banks, this was all organized around the world. They basically stopped lending. So we had people that wanted to buy and they weren't able to get funding. There was one guy that I knew. He was a professor. His wife was a solicitor. They had one house already. They had 50% down payment and they couldn't get a loan. And I was like, They've just turned off the tap. Uh. So basically, 
this guy started inquiring about these houses. And normally you wouldn't take a call like that or whatever. And I just said, look, come out, I'll show you the projects and everything. And he was the guy that gave me advice. Who ended up buying one of the commercial property. But basically he said, don't go into the auction because they'll be asking the names and then you're kind of liable again. Uh, they bribed everybody in the room for that auction. Really? And they had their own cronies buying it. So they all got about a thousand. There was something like 14 people in there. And I was looking forward to this one if they were going to come after me. But it was done. That was like another quarter of a million for that project that was excess. They would have pissed penalties and everything. So before you know it. And it was just a case of things like that happening. And I was like, just trying to think of everything to how to get this right. And eventually I just started getting myself back on track. And like, I started listening to the Vishen Lakiani, the, the six phase meditation process. That was the first meditation that I exposed during this time. I don't know if and you... this was, this, I'm not familiar with yeah, that. Yeah, this when I was deep in this and just... Because you're, you know, you're just not thinking straight and it's just, exactly. you're just, so you this know. Is, you're just, your life is in upheaval. You're, you are realizing you can't trust people. It sounds like there's a lot of kind of betrayal going on and, and you're, the sand is shifting underneath you where you thought you had, because real estate can be a great investment in a healthy market and... And suddenly the carpet is pulled out from under you. So it sounds like meditation was, it was really just, I need to get my bearings. I need to have something in this time of turmoil. Is that accurate? Yeah, it was, exactly. Yeah. And say in Ireland then, because I had three properties in Ireland and including my own personal prop, they took it with all my personal belongings oh my and everything. Yeah, what? they just, yeah. Oh. I didn't even get notice of the sale or anything. They, everything they'd done was corrupt. So then they went to the high court, took me to the high court because I'd lost everything I had to represent myself. The first time they made an error, so I had to go over to go through this and they, then they just whip it out. And I said, the next time I said to the judge, I said, they've already tried this. They can do it as often as they want, he said. So you're dealing with a bank that has unlimited resources against oh, the public. No. Yeah. And... So the way it works in Ireland, it's kind of strange. It's like a whole courtroom with all barristers. Barristers are the top end. Some of them are charging like 10 grand a day. Like they're just, most people weren't being represented. So you're going into the kind of master of the high court just to see will they accept it. Otherwise you lose straight away. And what I was witnessing, there was like, this woman went up, she had a piece of paper. She was shaking. Obviously, first time in court, didn't know. She goes, my husband's died of cancer. I don't know what to do anything. I'm very sorry. Bang. Rule in favor of the court. Yeah, everything was like that. So I actually managed to get mine to go to the, into a judicial case. And the way they do it is they have an affidavit. So they had sent an affidavit. All lies. Like they had, I think, 13 points. I put back, I don't know, something like 45 points because I knew how fraudulent they were. I'd done all this myself. They couldn't answer them and they're supposed to. By law, they're supposed to respond to your affidavit. So they kept trying all tricks and then they'd, like the, the barrister was telling me, he'd meet me in the car, he'd go, he goes, it's actually down this room today. And I just, I don't know, I just got a feeling there's something weird here. And I went and checked in the kind of secretary part. They're going, no, it's in the same place. He was just trying to trick me because if I didn't turn up, bang, rule in favour of the, yeah. Uh -huh. So that's the kind of thing. There was one, like a KPMG in the international for accounting firm. One person stood up and they said, we had our account audited and we were overcharged something like 15,000 euro. 
And the judge says, when was that? Three years ago. You should have took it up with them then. Bang. Rule in favour of the banks. Yeah. Plus oh interest per penalties. And it was just like everybody. So, yeah. So where did things go from there? Just like high level. Like how did, how did you end up getting through all of this and come out on the other side? I suppose it's all my life. I've always kind of, I stand up for what's right and, and, the more that I could see the corruption, the more fuel that was given me. And unfortunately, across the world, there's a lot of people throwing the towel. And like we all know of that, or they're gonna, you know, they get an illness based on stress. This is people that know exactly what they're doing. This is totally organized. So once I went through the meditation, the six phase, like I said, then I kind of started creating my own because I said, this is taking a bit too long. I don't always have 20 odd minutes. And I'd done my own where I'm kind of just sitting there and just taking through what I'd like to see. And on that, there's the, like the act of forgiveness was probably the most powerful one because a lot of the time, like a builder or somebody, there was always somebody that had, or the banks and you have hatreds for them because you're going, they're doing this intentionally. They don't need them. Yeah. They're really hurting people. But then yeah. I realized that when you have that anger, it's within your own cells. You're actually hurting yourself. They're not thinking of you. That's the last mm -hmm. thing on their head. They're more interested in going to their fancy restaurants and, you know, robbing somebody else. So the smaller ones were easier. You could do it in a kind of few sessions, but others like you just think and you go, all right, how did I get into this? You know, and I always brought it back to the baby. That's, that's the one thing that worked is like, we have unconditional love for a child and that's, you look at a baby and it's just pure love. Everybody sees a baby and they just, oh, they just want to cuddle it and smell it. It's mm -hmm. like, it's just so beautiful. And you think it was external forces that have made this person who they are, whether the parents were abusive, drinking mm -hmm. drugs or whatever, and you think they weren't, so they have become who they are because of external circumstances. And by doing that, I allowed forgiveness, which at the time I probably didn't realize it, but I was actually, it was myself that was getting Benefit. it. There. Yeah. So I was then not holding it, allowing myself to, you know, and gratitude was that another one as well. It's like, when you go through things like that, it's always your thinking of the lack of money, the lack of just anger and everything. Yeah. But when you're grateful for the cup of coffee, grateful for the your son just giving you a cuddle, just talk to your folks, just having people that have your back, that people didn't just run. Like I, I was lucky in, like in Poland, basically everyone ran for the hill once the money ran out. But in Ireland, I, because I had such a good relationship, the accountant and the solicitor, even though they weren't representing me, but basically give me advice, they were there for me, which meant a lot to me. It just, because most people don't like, it's just, you're just a number from, so. I had great respect for the two of them that had kind of stuck by me. Yeah. Oh, wow. And so did everything end up, you're here now, you're not in prison. Um, you've, you're, seems like you're back on your feet and it's, that's not really a very long time. We're talking maybe 2010 type of thing. That's, and when you're embroiled in like legal issues that can really go on for a long time and really be draining. So it seems like that is behind you now. Is that accurate? Yeah. And like the, the thing is one of the solicitors at the time was represent, it was recommending that I go for bankruptcy and I had all the fight and I just said, I don't want this because you're like tired with it. In America, it's a lot better because like after a year you're able to just move on and because business stop failure rate is very high anyway. So like when you can just look, listen, learn, this, nobody goes out intentionally trying to lose something. But it's not the same in a lot of countries, like in Ireland and it's 10 years. That's like, no matter what you do, you're always have that over your head. So I just decided 
like an hour before filing, half an hour before filing. Nah, I'm not doing this. And manage mm-hmm. to kind of clear the decks and get everything kind of sorted. And yeah. yeah. So now, did this kind of launch you into the crypto world? Because no. <laughs> I don't really know much about crypto. And I know one of your podcasts is the crypto podcast. So I would love to to touch on this because I personally don't know a lot about it and haven't gone very deep into it um, in my personal exploration. So I would love to hear, like, how did crypto be like come into focus for you? So I just go back a little bit. So I went to an event in, it was a Mind Valley event. It was in Mexico and it was called What's Your Quest? And when I was there, that was my first time kind of having a break after all this. Like, I felt I deserved to just have a bit of me time. And I was there like, what's my quest? And I said, I'm going to make it my mission to expose all of this because people need to know this. Because most people, like the way they do the letters and everything is we're going to put you in the newspaper and all this. I mean, you've banked right into that. Like they're ringing your credit card, ringing you, abusing you. Like what I know now, I mean, I'm after learning so much. If I had the knowledge that I do now, they wouldn't have got anything off me because everything they'd done was fraudulent. So at that event, I said, that's what I'm going to do. So it was like the awakening was the thing that I was planning on doing. And the other thing was there was two brilliant speakers at the event. I hated public speaking. I never, even when I was in working for like a corporation, you know, mechanical contractor leading big projects. And when I had to speak, I just hated it. It wasn't my thing. And I said, I need to be a good speaker to do this. So when I came back, I joined the Toastmasters. Then I joined another Toastmasters. I formed my own Toastmaster club. I became a coach of a Finnish club. And I just went deep. I done every competition that was there. I did an open mic TEDx. I did a comedy open mic. I just, just said, okay, forget this fair. I started reading all books, Kennedy and TEDx books and just went, okay, how do I actually change this around? And I did. And th- like how the podcast journey, which I know is a crypto question, but it's all, yeah. it's all related. Yeah. So I went to a workshop. In, it was in Estonia for a, in a Mind Valley event. And basically, there was a guy that was, after starting a podcast the year before, was doing a workshop just in his own kind of place. It was just outside of the event. And I went there and I went, oh, I like this. And I said, okay, speaking will be easier. I still wanted to kind of expose, but I said, I might, I need to learn things first. So the very first one was the speaking podcast. And then I did the meditation because basically I with these different events, I was exposed to a lot of people doing different types of meditation. Breathwork, I realized, whoa, how powerful breathwork is. I mean, when I do breathwork for the first time, I saw visualizations and everything. It was, you know, and I said, everybody needs to see this. You know, they don't need to be taking drugs and like you can cure yourself just through our own breath. And mm-hmm. so that was the meditation one. Then I did the Polish one because I wanted to, we're living in Poland. I want to be better at Polish. I was doing Rosetta Stone. I was doing Pimsner. I was getting lessons, but it just wasn't working. So I said, I listened to a Polish podcast. They were either scripted or they were only in Polish. And I said, this isn't going to work. So my ex-wife, who was my teacher, like we, we split up out a year of being married, but like we still had, so we, it wasn't one of these typical breakups where you hate each other, you know, just, we just realized we weren't for each other. So we'd started doing a Polish podcast and, and that's been number one in a lot of countries. Just, just, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. So then the awakening was the one. It was like, okay, this is my baby. This is one where I'm going to expose fraud and corruption, but with solutions. Because there's a lot of podcasts out there. They're complaining about everything, but it's like, we all know what's going on, but tell me what to do about it. Because there's a lot of yeah. people, they even think with the books they're trying, but they're not really, or they're, 
There's too much fluff in between. They could compress a 300, 400 page book into a 30 page with exactly what yes. you need to do. And so that was my thought process on doing that. And I know, as you said at the start, I've had some amazing guests, but then I realized with the crypto, Hey, this is really fraudulent. There's some Sarah's rug pulls and scams going on here, but I didn't want to incorporate it into the awakening. Cause I said, not oh, everybody okay. understands crypto. I was very like, it took me ages to understand crypto because just people can't explain it easy. So I wanted to have it that one, I'm explaining it in an easy way that you go, oh, I get it. And two, exposing the kind of the fraud and it's, it's doing well. And so you mean fraud within crypto? Yeah. Yeah. So now did you start this before? Again, like crypto is not my, I'm not in that world. I, I don't really understand it, but I do know that there was a big scandal that went down a few months ago. Somebody you know, had made a gazillion dollars or, and that disappeared or took it and uh, things collapsed. But is that kind of what you were, were you already seeing that kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, that was on? probably FTX that you're talking about. No, but there's, there's like, see, cause people, they, they heard of Bitcoin and then they kind of, there's all these alternative coins and they, they would get famous people to start promoting it. And people would think because a certain person, I think Jake Paul was one of them. I know the guy that does the boxing. And that fell apart. So there's a lot of stuff going out there and people just assuming because you've like big influencers, influencers with millions of followers getting on board as they think it's legitimate. And it's not most of them having the clue and they're just getting major kickbacks because of this. So like, there was even one of the dragons that was actually promoting FTX. So what, what do you mean? Dragons? The dragons, uh, the shark tank, you know, the. Oh, like Dragon's Den. Ah, uh, yeah, the, yeah, the American or Canadian Shark Tank. So one of the guys, I forget his name, Kevin, Kevin O'Leary actually is the name of the guy. So he was actually even promoting this. So there's constant things failing. And there's also people intentionally putting out stuff, getting in all the money, and then it just disappears overnight. And people invest sometimes all their life savings thinking because they saw somebody bu buying something at $1,000 and they become multimillionaires. That's the way it always goes. But it's like who's kind of, if you can understand it better. So I get in people talk about how to invest, how to watch it, how to understand it better. And I've even had people that are experienced crypto people comment. I didn't know that, you know, that because I'm coming in with questions that just things that they probably wouldn't normally be asking. And I had a guy on now uh, just recently, I just released one. It's like, Hey mom, I bought Bitcoin. And it was basically, he wrote this book to actually be able to explain to his mother how to buy Bitcoin. And I, like I said to him, I said, I wish I had got that when I was told about it. Like 2014 was when I first signed out about it. And it was like, they were talking about wallets and stuff like that. And I just, I don't get this. And I just kind of walked away, started reading loads of books. Books were just not user friendly. It just that made no sense to me. So I just never kind of jumped in when they should have. And mm -hmm. now it's a case like NFT is as well like this. Just to understand everything. So if, like when you say you don't understand, just go in and start listening to one and just, it'll make sense. Cause I'm always asking questions to just, because I know most people don't understand what's this, what's that. And just to simplify it, but by just doing that one, you might find something that's actually good. But two, when somebody, because what you'll notice, I don't, maybe in social media, you'll see people when the Bitcoin is going up, they're all out selling stuff to you. And I've got this course, I've got that, the minute it drops crickets, you don't see them. And it's like, yeah. they're not legitimate people. And so I just want people to be aware that there's a load of people out there just trying to take their money in and it's hard earned. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. So 
if you were to step back and like your stance on crypto, because if I were listening to this right now, I think I'd be like, Roy is be aware, be wary of crypto and maybe stay away from it. But I'm not sure that that's really what your podcast is about. Are you pro crypto in in general terms? I am. I think it can be the saving grace, but I think a lot of the stuff that's out there is government controlled, making it look like that's not government controlled. And people think that they're in control when the reality is they know everything. And I've even proved that because I had a top guy. He's like, he's able to infiltrate a kind of guy like that knows everything. And I just said, because this kind of Monero kind of so-called privacy cryptos as well that you can use. And I said, you can have all the secrecy and VPNs and everything. And I like, I said, I don't. So doesn't that just show everything because it comes from one transaction to the other? So the reality is a lot of people, they are trading and I think they're watching what they're doing because then they come along and they go, oh, you had a gain, you have capital gains plus interest plus penalties. And at the end of the day, it doesn't make if, it matter if you've made 10 million, they just come in and take everything off you. But on the other side, if I look at what's going on in the world and who's controlling everything and they have the print and press, the Federal Reserve and all the things that have done there, that's obviously not the right system. I think... It doesn't exist what I believe is actually right. I think we should have a crypto that's for the people and everybody gets like a million and then there's no inflation, there's nothing and we're all just working between it. So it's like, you know, if I'm buying your service, I give it and then you got your hairdresser, you pay that. We all start off and then the, the, nobody can then be like the, you know, the billionaires, trillionaires that control everything. And if there is something that's you not know, investing in sale, just say if there was a decent Apple or so, like you've got all small shareholders then that are part of that that have invested and it's fully traceable. And I think something like that would work, but it's hard because there's different things going on. There's say proof of work, proof of stake, and then combining them. But I believe it is definitely better than the system that we've got at the moment. So I would be pro blockchain technology. Okay. And do, there's a lot of talk in the awakening community about the financial system that we have today is not sustainable and it's on the verge of crumbling because of the just because of the changes in the earth in general and the changes in consciousness and that's the main like root cause of this instability because it is founded on corruption as you've pointed out and I did have a question about that. And now I can't think of. But if we go to say, to like say the American dollar, because everything is like all oil and everything was traded in the American dollar. Mm -hmm. Like a Jekyll Island, I think it was 1932. So people think that's part of the government. It's not. It's a private organization. And the just, oil? No, the Federal Reserve. Oh, the Federal Reserve is private? Yes. I thought it was part of the government. Everybody does. It's not. You could oh, go in. Yeah. And, and I, I would also like to say. Anything I say, and it's like, because we've discussed this on my own show, that we can take it in and don't take anything at face value. Go away and do your own research. Don't go to Google because Uncle Google tends to lie as well. Go to Brave. And also, when you're investigating something, it depends on the question that you're asking. So if you say, is this safe? It nearly shows you all the things why something is safe. If you say, why is this dangerous? You get a different result. So make sure you okay. change your question as well. Is Brave not Microsoft? I don't believe so, no. Oh, is that Edge that I'm thinking? What am I thinking? Chrome was thing. I, I bing, Chrome binge, binge, I think. Is it B-I-N? Bing, bing, bing. 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 Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So yeah. Brave is, 
because it was DuckDuckGo. Yeah, but apparently that's Chrome bought, yeah, yeah, Google bought that. Yeah, that's what I was told. So I just, I stick to that one. Okay. Yeah. So, so Brave is the new. That's the one I've been using for Duck a few Duck years. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I believed the DuckDuckGo thing. So I had changed all that. Oh, gosh, I'm going to have to get my passwords all resaved again or something. <laughs> I don't really like the whole tracking thing either. I'm not deep into, because you do start to verge into a lot of fear, like defensive, everybody's out to get me. And with me personally, I do, I know there are a lot of devious things going on in the background. And I'm very sorry with everything that you've experienced, because it sounds like it's been a really tough experience that you've had and you've had to learn through fire. But I'm so happy that you're using that to help everybody else to understand things without having to go through the same thing that you went through. I have to kind of tread. I can't go super deep into it because I get so defensive and I get so like, oh, everybody's out to get me. And it really just flips me into a vibration that is that doesn't help me. And so it's this balance. Like I want to be informed. I don't want to have my head stuck in the sand. And I also want to keep working with my light and not succumbing to this heavy, like, ah, I've got to, you know, constantly defend myself. And so I don't know if you experience a similar thing and if you have any tips about how to, like, be informed and be sovereign and not get so defensive and build that, like, steel trap around your heart, you know? No, I probably have more experience than most of them out there because I got kicked off YouTube. I got kicked off Linktree. LinkedIn even removed me for a week. I had to gravel to get that one back. So I kind of understand censorship. Even say my crypto channel and my own personal one on YouTube, I saw the numbers going back like 500. That shouldn't happen. Happens a lot. Goes backwards. But where you just people just automatically get unsubscribed because of the content. Oh no! This is actually my views go backwards. That shouldn't happen. That shouldn't be allowed. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. That's happened so to me so many times. The number of people who had watched a show, it goes backwards by like five hundred. Yeah. Oh my gosh! That says so much. Yeah, and even the Facebook because like I've had a few people they really support me all through it. And one guy, he was like, I know I gave him a thumbs up on that. And he went back all the posts, all his thumbs up were removed. Oh my gosh. So it's that deep. And wow. What I would say is, because there was, there's been a few podcasters that kind of doing similar to me. And I saw a lot of them stepped away and it got to them because sometimes we go deep. We go into some, like the child stuff. And like, I, I was kind of staying away, but I thought, look, a friend of mine had said, if you're kind of stepping away from it, it's like you're not helping it. And I was like, mm, yeah, that was a slap to me. He was dead right. So I started going and like, I mean, there's times my research, I would even cry from the what I'd learned. Mm. But what I can do is I can step away and then I make sure I'm looking at comedies and I'm doing things that kind of make me happy. I just, it's like I can step in and step out. And I say to people, if you can't do that, just limit it, reduce it, reduce it. Because unless you've trained yourself to be able to step away, because you, like you say, you have to stay in the positive. To, you can do a hundred times more when you're in the right frame of mind. And if this is, because it does, it depresses a lot of people. It becomes a topic of conversation everywhere you go. Then it just becomes the same thing. So try to have friends that don't talk about nothing like that or just make a deal. 
nobody's allowed to talk about this. If you talk about this, you pay for the bill if you're going for a meal or something like that. And just to make fun things like that. But like what I do is I just follow comedians. I look at shows that are good and sometimes just escapism. You might just watch a movie and just, I know that it's, but it's a form of escapism that you're not deep down the trap the whole time. And I think by doing that, you're staying in the right frame of mind that I know that then I'm able to come in again tomorrow, do this, release it out and help more people. I love that. I love that balance. And what you talked about earlier in our episode where you were working on forgiveness within yourself as you were going through this trial by fire with the real estate and your personal litigation and all of this. And so working with forgiveness opens the heart. And it's and again, it's a balance because we also don't want to just deny that this stuff is happening. We need to be informed so that we can be sovereign beings because that is, I believe, sovereignty and liberation are the cornerstones of the spiritual journey. This is what you are here to do is to free yourself, to free your soul and to experience yourself as a liberated soul. And if we don't understand how we're entrapped, we can't do that. But it is this like the heart is such an important. It's also like the it's such a dichotomy. The heart is a huge, huge part of your spiritual growth. And so you so it's this like this being sovereign in all ways. So even on the awakening of what is really happening in reality on this earth plane and the devious, the shadows, the things that are really hard to accept that we come across, it's how do it's this practice within us of, okay, I understand that this is happening. I don't consent. I do not consent to this. I do what I can to remain sovereign. And I keep working on my heart. I keep dropping into my heart. I keep, you know, that flow going and I temper this information and the actions. That's what I love about what you're saying with the podcast that you do, that there's action that people can take. There are other practical things that people can engage with and we can go into our hearts and work with our hearts from a spiritual um, perspective in our meditations and so forth so that we can keep lifting our vibration. We can keep taking steps forward to make sure that we are also doing our good work to keep that vibration lifted because the planet relies, you know, is as we keep bringing in this higher vibration on this planet, every individual that's raising their vibration is contributing to that. So we want to make sure that we're not neglecting that also. So I love that. And like you mentioned, sovereignty, and that's one that I've gone really deep into. And it all happened because of the awakening. I started learning something because when we're born, we're free, but yet we're not. Nobody's free. We're all slaves. We think we own our car. We don't own our car. We don't own our house. Everything is a trickery. And by going down, I've read over 20 books on this, but the guests that I get on and I started taking course. Like, for example, when they're writing to me and it's Mr. Roy calling and all capitalism, that's not me. That's the straw man. And it, it might, it's, it's something that takes a bit of time to start studying, but by learning this knowledge, you actually can get judges, you can get policemen, you can get, because all of these corrupt bailiffs, you can get them to back off because everything they're doing is fraudulent. And once you understand the laws, the proper way to do things. 
So it's well worth researching, just doing a bit and like just on it. Cause sometimes people, they go deep down and they start attacking everyone. The way I done that, when I started learning this, it was like, I want to choose my battles. I'm going to do the easy ones first because I knew I'm going to be attacked if I start doing this. And what I have got from a court coming after me to try to get me going in to back off. I've got a bailiff to back off. I've got a detective that wanted me to go in to back off. So that proves it works. Wow. And most people they'd say, no, don't give them a respect everybody. But when they're not respecting you, don't give them respect back. Stand in your ground. And I have screamed at judges in courts and they put their head down and nodded because they knew I was right. But yet I'd still lose because they'd rule in the wrong team. But no, I don't even, you don't even go into the court because do they have jurisdiction over you? It's, it's too deep to go into in, in this, but it's just something that I would recommend people of anything for our saving grace in this world, what's going on. I'm definitely seeing more and poor people are actually getting into this. So that's why I'm bringing in more people on it, going deeper and deeper. Everybody's got a different angle. Everybody follows a different system. But at the end of the day, if it's working, that's the most important thing. And you can just go, yeah, who said that they have control? Who said they can do this? Who said they can push whatever agenda they want? Did I agree to that? Did I sign for that? And once you understand that they need to do that, you have more power. And if you, like a lot of the time they're writing to, they don't even sign it. They just have a name or the company. You actually don't even accept that. You go, I'm not dealing with anything. I want to deal with the person. So then when they're doing something fraudulent, you go after them, all their personal assets. You see them backing off. It's amazing. You think, no. Like when you're doing it first, you're panicking. I remember the first few letters I was writing with this, I was like, oh, you know, scared. I know it's like, I enjoy it because I know what I'm doing is right, lawful. And what they're doing is not. And they're wrong for the hills. Is this across the board globally? Like yeah. what you talk about? So yeah. because you're in Poland, you're Irish, but you're, so for example, I'm in America. So if listeners of your podcast, like this would apply regardless of the country. Yeah. So basically the person that I got into this first, she was just, I just released it to today. A second time she came back because it was the most popular. She was doing real estate in Florida, was selling over 25 apartments or houses, but she was also helping the poor. She was, it wasn't just about it. And there was grants for the poor people and they weren't giving it. They were keeping it. So when she went around and got it, they gave a fraudulent claim saying she was doing a tax evasion and helping drug dealers. They gave her over seven years in jail. And like she had kids and all of this and she just basically made it her mission. She said she cried for the first six months, her mission to find out how could they do this to me? And eventually, so now she's teaching and she's something like was 76, 77. And it's incredible. Like the not, she stayed in jail. She got seven over seven years. It was like eight years. She got out after seven years and a two months. Oh my gosh. This is incredible. Oh my goodness, Roy. This has just been amazing. I thank you so much for being here today with me. I've really enjoyed connecting with you. We had a lovely discussion before I even started recording. The work that you're doing, I just really applaud you and I thank you for helping people to awaken in the way that you are. And I honor the journey that you've been on that has been, you know, unfortunately, you know, you've had to have this firsthand experience, but of course that makes it the most powerful. So thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for everything that you're doing. Thank you very much, really. And just like what one thing people, when oh, they go through the journey, a lot of people, because everybody learns something from it. They come out a different person. 
I know I was on a different track, different thought processes, like have all the houses, all the cars. I, life is different to me and it's better. So I know that happens with a lot of people. A lot of people that, I don't know if we say we're, they're awake or whatever. A lot of the times, unfortunately, we go through. So we can't change what happened, but we can always go, it's for the best because now I'm a new person. I think differently and I'm helping more people and my health is better because I understand this. So like life isn't happens, we get curveballs, but just to don't be beating yourself up over it. Yeah, I love that. How can people connect with you and find your work? I don't know, because apparently YouTube would not be the right place to do that. So <laughs> Well, I, I, I have my personal one, but I can't put on kind of doctors and stuff like that. I started putting things, but basically you find everything on bio.link forward slash podcaster. All my podcasts are there and everything about me. Okay. And you've got, I'll put all of the info in the show notes as well. So people can just easily go in there and click and. Great. Well, thank you so much. This has been wonderful. Thank you very much. Totally enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'd love to ask you for one quick favor, and that's to share this episode with one person who you think will benefit from it. Let them know you're thinking about them by sharing this episode with them right now. Thank you, and I look forward to the next meditation conversation.